Stick with me here, folks. The holdout is over. Chris Jones is signing a new contract to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a one-year deal. Only weird contracts? You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours. We'll try to unpack it all with you live here on KC Sports Network. It's Only Weird Games with me, Joshua Briscoe, him, Seth Kaiser, and him, Nate Taylor, with you for a while while we try to figure out what exactly happened here as it was reported just a, a little while ago that Chris Jones has in fact agreed to a new deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. But that part, that part, I got that notification and I thought, oh, cool, this is a great timing. This is a good thing for the Chiefs, both in the short term and in the long. And then I got the next round of details where it was reported. Chris Jones and the Chiefs have agreed to terms on a one-year deal. And I'm not completely sure where we go from there, fellas. Nate, you've been typing as the show's been getting ready. Your eyes are dancing around. I know you've got a lot of things going on and some irons in the fire but what it, we are very much in real time here with that being said we don't have contract number details yet we may or may not have them by the end of the show what do we know nate as we sit here live at about 4 40 p.m uh all we know is about this season all we know is that the team from my understanding will be intact in week seven right um unless something unfortunate happens to travis kelsey uh, he has a good chance to play this Sunday against the Jaguars. Chris Jones, as he said last week, uh, he should be in uniform Sunday against the Jaguars. The only guy that is left sort of waiting for his opportunity to be on the field is Charles Aminahue. Um, And so after his six-game suspension, you would think Chris Jones would be up to speed by then. He would be his normal self. Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey will help carry the offense with Patrick Mahomes. All this means is that the Chiefs are committed to trying to be Super Bowl contenders this season. What it also means is next offseason becomes even more chaotic in a sense, unless for some reason, um, and usually this happens in like December and or January, the Chiefs and Chris Jones come to an agreement about an extension uh, to some degree that is roughly around the 29 to $30 million range. Um, now Chris wants to be on the field because he wants to prove himself as the defensive player of the year. Um, of course he's already behind because we all saw Sunday that Micah Parsons is excellent. Nobody's catching Micah Parsons. Uh, Nick Bosa, even Jay with Watt had three sacks yesterday. Miles he Garrett. Miles Garrett was a monster. Well, cause the okay. Browns were able to trade for Zadarius Smith a high-level pass rusher for a pack of gum and some Tic Tacs. And I have any... Hey, and hey I, hang on. I'm sorry, Nate, because you're doing something important. Hey, does Steve Spagnuolo, does he like really powerful defensive ends with length who can move inside and outside? Does he like guys who can do that at a really high level? I wonder if that would be like worth a fifth-round pick swap. Seth, sometimes the other team doesn't call you back. Or sometimes you're like, hey... 
we didn't know about this. Right. So <laughs> all I'm saying is, yeah, he fits a prototype, but they also didn't, they also couldn't get on the phone. Um, ooh. now also, all this is to suggest is that, and by the way, I didn't even mention the man's name yet, but guys, 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 did you see Aaron Donald yesterday? I, I oh. heard Geno Smith. Oh my <laughs> Lord. That was, that was, so for people who don't know on Twitter, Geno got captured on a hot mic. Um, I can't say what he said because... I can't, but I can you use say, the Lord's uh, name in vain. I can you say time. a euphemism for it. And him saying, you hear him scream as Aaron Donald comes careening through the side. Oh my gosh. And he throws the ball away. And that was the most identifiable any pro athlete has ever been. Because that's exactly what happened if, if you or I took any snaps against any players. And let me tell you, I think Aaron Donald heard the talk this offseason. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you're not the oh, dude yeah. anymore. Oh, yeah. Jones is the dude, and Aaron Donald's like, oh, I am the dude. And it's, yeah. Seth, they couldn't get a first down in the second half. <laughs> couldn't. Like the entire one. The the entire second half. Because They were just Donald, borrowing the Zach Taylor game plan. Because Aaron Donald said, double teams don't matter here. Um, <laughs> and I'm healthy, and I'm motivated, and... So, look, in a weird way, Kelsey going out, you know, or Kelsey not being available, I should say, for Thursday's game helps bring this deal together. Um, the fact that Nick Bosa got his contract situated helps make this deal come together. Um, Chris can say that he wants to remain a chief for the entirety of his career. This is the first step towards accomplishing that, him actually returning to the team, um, in a more compromised state than holding out for eight weeks, letting this fester longer and longer. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, I don't, I'm not sure we're going to get the details of this number. That contract is going to have to come through the system and we're all going to have to see it because the Chiefs are not really upfront about their incentivized structure a lot of times, especially when you see in free agency. Why, why do you that, that was just so honest. It's just like, look, it's not that they're lying. It's that their lips are moving. What's coming out isn't entirely forthright. It, sure. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Look, I know Chris loves football. I know Chris yeah. realizes, and hey, maybe you're right, Seth. Maybe, maybe there are, there's a number of things at play here, but I think the two things that Seth said last episode probably came home to roost financially you can't go more you can't you can't it's time to come home yep that's when the guys call you and say hey man she's at the house dude like she's 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 ready and if you don't get your act together she might take everything out that okay? <laughs> i mean everything um you know there's a there's a great scene in season five of the wire because I watch The Wire every summer. And season five, Jimmy McNulty gets a letter from Beanie saying, how's this feel? There's no one here. Kids are gone. Hell, I didn't even cook you dinner. This is what, this is what it can feel like permanent. And then Jimmy McNulty gets his act together. 
um, as best he can. So for Chris, this was as far as you could take it logically, reasonably. And for the Chiefs, it's hey, we will let you earn what you want to earn. And if you do right by us, we're going to do everything in our power to maintain you. And yeah, we still have the franchise tag at our disposal. So why don't you come to work? Remember, we built the entire defense around you. And again, they've tried to placate to Chris Jones as best they can without giving up what they felt was necessary leverage. Um, And so I think it's clear that if Chris really wants to be the defensive player of the year, if he really wants to reach Aaron Donald's status, and in order to do that, you kind of got to win that award. He needs to have 16, he needs to have a 16 game sample of him just destroying people because already Aaron Donald's ahead of him. Michael Parsons is ahead of him. Miles Garrett is ahead of him. And those guys all led their team to victory yesterday, which I think is very interesting. And he will be asked to do that this Sunday when the Chiefs play the Jaguars. I'm this, I'm saving I'm saving a bunch of thoughts for uh, for a minute from now. Uh, Eric Olson asks in the comments, can they restructure to get him money up front, uh, like Kelsey? What, what real quick, Nate, on sort of the you cap situations, and then I want to know what you yeah. deal, Seth. But like this, the Chiefs have no cap space right now. Carlos Dunlap's a free agent still, and right. I. A one-year deal. The Chiefs aren't going to do void years. That would be joking. Um, so I, I don't know where this money is going to move to. You you can give him money up front so that it does help your cap flexibility a little bit. Um, now, with the incentives tied into that, of course, that's not always tied to the cap specifically. So it's it's going to be it's going to be fascinating how they massage this, and they may take it all the way up until Chris actually signs on the on the on the you know, when Penn closed the paper. So, and I don't know if that's happened yet. All we know is that they've agreed to this. Um, and so this is me spitballing right now. So I can't, I'm not saying that this is reported. I'm just saying this is the best I can estimate right now. Um, my understanding was, was that, and I think I wrote this in the athletic, but if they were to get an extension, like adding two years or adding three years on, their hope was to get about eight to twelve million of cap relief for this specific season, because you want at least four million to be able to play around with if you want to make a trade before the trading deadline, which is usually like early November around Halloween time. Um, and of course, they made a deal last year with Kadarius Tony. The year before, they made a deal with Melvin Ingram. You want to have that available to you if you feel like you need to pull a lever and 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 get a deal done before the trade deadline. The second thing is, yes, they they still would like to have Carlos Dunlap or Carlos Dunlap is still kind of waiting in the wing. I'm sure he's thrilled right now because now he can sort of weigh all options available to him um, because you want to be on the roster before October gets around. Um, And last year, just for context, I think they gave Carlos Dunlap a one year three million or one year four million dollars. I'd have to look it up here on, on over the cap here in a second. But it's essentially around that one year, $4 million. Will he want to do that again? Does he feel like he deserves more uh, based on the situation? Uh, the fact that he knows the scheme, it can come in and maybe help uh, pretty well. Another name to keep in mind is Indomitian Sue will wait as long as necessary before he makes a decision. So if you want to be in the Indomitian Sue sweepstakes, you kind of have to have around 5 to $6 million, uh, would be my spitball guess right now. Of course, you would probably want more. 
Uh, but look, that's the cap space issue that they're dealing with. And that's, again, why they didn't go after Odell Beckham Jr., why they didn't trade or excuse me, trade for DeAndre Hopkins and then want to sign him because that would have tied them up even more, um, knowing that they want to have as much flexibility for 2024 and 2025 for all the reasons that I'm sure our audience understands. So I don't know when the numbers are going to come out. I don't know like if it's going to be like a juju deal where it's like, hey, it's like three million, but he could earn upwards of like eight to 11 million, depending on how it goes. Uh, but I think last year he earned somewhere around $10 million when it was all said and done. So I don't know if you can stretch that out, but if you rip up the deal now, you basically gave him a one-year prove-it deal as if he was a free agent coming off an injury at the age that he's at. And I think people need to sort of view it in that context. It's just he never got to free agency because the Chiefs don't ever want him to get to free agency as long as he contributes the way he has in the past. Well, then there's a really good uh, question here from Grayson as I, I saw this and also... Uh, it's like a it, super question to me. It's a super it's a super <laughs> question in the chat uh, because it's a great one. What not likely to be earned incentives are available after last year? So that's a place where they could put some of this incentive money into next year's bucket because if it's not likely to be earned, if it's an, uh, yeah. not likely to be earned incentive, that would be paid against next year's salary cap. If you have likely to be earned incentives, that's money you've got to hold against your salary cap. It, it, yeah. it makes sense if you think about it logically of trying to close some loopholes. The problem is that Last year, Chris Jones had 15 and a half sacks, was third in defensive player of the year voting, first team all pro and a pro bowler. So none of those things can be not likely to be earned incentives, right? I mean, it, it, if one, look, dude, if one of these incentives, for Chris Jones, is you get an extra million bucks if you get 16 sacks, hell yeah. Thanks, thanks for signing. That sounds lovely. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what else is out there. He's he's not going to play 17 games. He's already missed one. I, right. For forced fumbles. I, I'm just, I'm not completely sure And they sprinkle that in. And one of the sneaky ways that I'm interested to see if this is the case or not. Now, again, I don't know if this is. I haven't been able to confirm it. Obviously, we don't have the contract details in front of us. But one of the things that incentivizes the player and the team, but kind of works counterintuitive is, how much are you on the field for the entirety of the season? So already the team has gained a gained a whole lot of snaps. How many snaps did the team have defensively last week? They gained all that back because he can't he can't obviously he can't go back in time and play those snaps. So you already have an advantage in terms of that incentive. If it's sixty five percent of the snaps, technically Chris is going to have to be on the field for like seventy percent of the next. Which, game. which last year they had him on the field an unbelievable percentage of the time. I'll give you the app count. Because he, 80%. Could, yes, he was the highest defensive tackle to play that many snaps over the course of the entire season, not even adding on to the playoffs, which right. is obviously similar numbers. That's now like a freight train again. Like the, the 100% coming like a freight train. Now they will tell Chris and the Cats brothers, we will do a favor this we know the system is built around you. You are the system. So every front we present is with you in mind. So we are going to say again, me spitballing here. If you make it on sixty five percent of the snaps, you get X amount of money. But of course, one hamstring injury wipes that entirely out. Yep. Because what we will tell you is you are more valuable in December, January, or February. And this little nagging hamstring injury you might have in October 
because you did not do OTAs, you did not do mandatory minicamp, you didn't do training camp, and you didn't do the preseason, and you didn't do game one. That's five things, guys, five. That all might lead to a soft tissue injury, a groin, a calf, a hamstring, back spasms. So you can say, look, you make the 65%, you get this much because we have a proven track record of you playing at a very high level, playing the most snaps available to any defensive lineman in the league last year. But also we know if you don't come in shape and you don't play your normal amount of snaps or you might need two games to get back from something, you're not making that incentive. And so that's the risk that the agent and the player have to understand once they agree to this, obviously once Chris signs the deal. Seth, you have been in so many ways, I think, the preeminent Chiefs analyst following the career path of Chris Jones and his time in Kansas City. I am genuinely, we have not talked about our feelings about all of this. We just The show just started. I am fascinated to know what you think about how this unfolds, what it means, how you feel. Uh, so tell me how you feel right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, you can tell that I don't really listen to you very well because I was literally about to start talking because I didn't realize that you said right after this. I was like, I heard the deep inhale and that's all I, yeah, no, that was great. Thank you for that. Um, So 
I, I find myself a little bit torn. The the analyst in me wants to really think about what next year is going to look like. I think a lot of people are asking a very um, smart question right now uh, on Twitter that, you know, what's going to change between now and this offseason? Um, I am really curious about those incentives because people keep talking about cap space and stuff, but not likely to be earned again doesn't count. Not likely to be earned. I guarantee you they threw Defensive Player of the Year in there. I guarantee. Yeah. I'd be shocked. And they, they might have. I could I could legitimately see with how all this has gone down. I could see uh Veach and Tillis being like, fine, fine, we'll throw a five million dollar defensive player of the year incentive in there. You think you can do it, Chris? Because Colin will give you the snaps, dude. We will let's and let me just tell you something, by the way. After watching a who rush from the inside and seeing Mike Dana take a little step forward and FAU got a little bit of juice there. Joe we'll get to that. We'll get to the fun part. You smell something? You smell the something, not, The not-fun not part is this really does mean it's it's resolved with just this year, and we are still going to end up with kind of that funky situation with the franchise tag next year towards like a $30 million hit. Now, a lot of very, very smart people, including our friends at Over the Cap, they think that the salary cap next year might take one of those colossal-type jumps towards like 250 260-type things. And if it does, then you can tag him and hang on to him and trade him. Because you got to remember, there's 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 certain times you need to be cap compliant and certain times you don't. It's kind of a facade early on if you tag someone and then you kind of, you know, go through the motions. Will they do that? I don't know. I will say, from a business perspective, purely business. Pure business, take all the fanhood out of it. Long term, it's probably better for the franchise to trade him before the draft this last year than not tag him and get maybe a third or fourth round compensatory pick for him down the road. Long term. And so that's that's why I'm so interested in all of this, like exactly what they decide to do because now, but this buys them time. That's another thing it does. It gives them time for him to, maybe they tell him, hey, you know what? We'll give you permission to check the market late next year. We'll let you do it because you can tag people, let them test the market, let them do all sorts of things that he couldn't do right now because he was under contract and they they couldn't make a trade really fit this year. So business-wise, it's weird. And I'm a little... There's people that are smarter than me with the salary cap have tweeted out that this is actually in some ways kind of a win for the Chiefs because they basically, you get some incentive money in there, it's no new cash, and then you're free and clear next year. And if the cap takes a jump like people think it what it will, Chiefs are looking at like $61 million in space next year, give or take, if it jumps like they think it will. But I mean, that's with like 35 dudes under contract, right? So there's there's a give and a take there. So so you're saying, you're saying, Siv, that Clark may know something. I think Clark knows something because, and because he used to be the, the head of the finance committee. You know, yeah. he was one he was one in the room when Amazon was like look we'll, at this we'll, we'll do this. We'll look do at this. this gigantic pile of money sincerely Amazon and YouTube. Which who what company owns YouTube again? I can't remember. Do they have any cash? I can't. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's uh, it pronounced Google. Google. Oh, I think it's goggles. Actually, I don't even want to joke about it, honestly. They scare me. 
Uh, like, like, technically, I think it's alphabet, and which and there are our overlords. We respect and appreciate. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. It's I'm special. the one. Welcome, my goggle overlords. So yeah. here, I was just gonna say, in terms of my hope was that this would end with like a three year deal, um, because Chris Jones is is one of the best defensive players I've had the privilege of of watching, let alone charting and snapping and step out. And I hope I know Chiefs fans are, are upset about the holdout and everything. But just take yourself back to any Chiefs game you attended and ask yourself, who was that dude dancing back and forth and jumping and pumping his fist to get the crowd going constantly? And it was always Chris Jones. He's my wife's favorite player because of that. It's the guy that's always dancing. That is Chris Jones. So I was hoping it would be a longer term thing. But this provides options. It gives you time and options because this negotiation was not going well. This was your, you are two minutes from jury trial and you're like, we think we might be able to come to a long-term resolution, but could we get a continuance for three months here on it or maybe talk about it a little more? I think that's this. Um, that's the not fun part of it. And Josh, I know you've got a lot of takes on maybe the not as fun part of it because it's, what what's the line? A, a good compromise leaves everyone mad. I was just thinking about that because I don't really believe that. Because the last time Chris Jones yeah. signed a long-term extension, well, no, but really, really, the, the, the last time Chris Jones signed a long-term extension, yeah. uh, the, the Chiefs went and got a bunch of champagne bottles. And I'm guessing Chris Jones did too. I'm guessing that compromise ended with two sides popping bottles. And I think right now, one side of this negotiation is going, yeah, all right, that's okay. And the other side should be embarrassed. The entire... This whole negotiation process was about the Katz brothers trying to get Chris Jones paid like he's Aaron Donald. Instead, they got him paid like Saquon Barkley. They got a one-year rip it up, let's try this over again. Nate is taking a phone call right now, which is extremely good. Nate, mute your microphone. Hey, how you doing? Mute your mic. Nate, mute your mic. I think yeah, of course. No, Nate, mute your microphone. Tucker, can you take him out of the studio? What do we do here, Tucker? Okay, it's good. We're good. I'm going to cook with our names in the, our various spots. I don't even care. Live I genuinely everybody. a million percent thought Nate was doing a bit when he answered the Dude. phone because you were absolutely cooking. And so I was going along, picking up my office phone, pretending I'm making a call. But you, You'll by call. all means, my friend, cook because you are 100% right on this. There's going to be money here for Chris Jones that far exceeds these running back one-year little extensions, okay? That's not a problem. He's going to get some one-year money. But that was never the point. He was going to get good one-year money just playing this year out. If this one-year contract is essentially the year was, some really not likely to be earned incentives, and maybe the Chiefs found a way to give him, to not give him back the fined cash, but to say, all right, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and pay you this on average, which will cover up the game check you missed, and we'll give you $5 million if you're DPOY on 16 games. Then if, if all of that is there, it's a good one-year deal for Chris Jones that looks a lot like the one-year deal he could have had by showing up at the training camp in St. Joe. And, and right. then if the long-term, the, the entire discussion of this wasn't about Chris Jones being underpaid this year. He, he was going to make more money this year. Uh, they, I guess he was going to have a higher cap hit this year than the best-case scenario for the Chiefs would have been. Now, some of that's not new cash, all of that. Maybe he's got new cash. And, and maybe they found a way to do a little bit with those incentives 
push some of that down the road, but there's still like a roster bonus for Chris Jones this year, and it's not like the Chiefs can just forget about that and give him a big bag of new cash. The -hmm. details will be interesting, but they will not determine if they got what they were asking for because they explicitly did not. They went through this entire offseason, the first week of the season, and as you talked about in the last episode, Seth, there was no winning for Chris Jones to set out another game beyond week one. Every game after that was just losing more money and losing more money. And so we've had this conversation so many times about where is the leverage here? Like, who who has the leverage? Chris Jones or the Chiefs? Jones or the Chiefs? And it's kind of gone back and forth. Ultimately, what happened is that lemon got squeezed all the way down through week one, and then which side popped? The Chiefs were happy to have Chris Jones in Kansas City on a one-year deal. The yep. Cats brothers and Chris Jones weren't happy with that. The Chiefs would have loved a long-term deal. I would have loved to see Chris Jones get a long-term deal. But ultimately, when you say, yeah, well, let's, okay, let's call it a raise, and we'll, and if he wins every, if he's the MVP of the league, then he'll make a lot more money, and you guys can deal with that next year. If, if they did not get Chris Jones a cannot tag a clause, this is embarrassing. It would and, genuinely be embarrassing. If right. the Chiefs can tag Chris Jones next year, even at a full-on salary cap number, that if the cap goes up, you can absorb. And well, and that was the case mechanism. before this. Yes, yes, this was that always was, the... Yeah. Never a problem. That, that never, was never out of the conversation. Right. That wasn't earned leverage. And I think no. what you're identifying very correctly here is, okay, what did this gain you? Because we know it cost you something, but what did it gain you? It gained him a month off, and now half of Chiefs fans think he's a tool. Yeah, which is... I don't, re- I don't think Chris Jones is a tool. I think half of Chiefs fans look at him now and go, I am sick of this dude who sat in the press box or sat sat in a suite while the Chiefs yeah. lost in week one to the Lions. That did not endear. I said that on Monday or Friday, I guess. Today's Monday. That 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 is that did not endear Chris Jones to any Chiefs fans. Chiefs fans didn't think, oh, man, I wish Chris Jones would just take a big bag and go over to, to Clark Hunt's suite, get a big bag of money and hop down and play. It was, man, you're choosing to sit up there, as I've uh, quoted, shoved between two home and three villains. Like, that's what you're choosing to be. And you can make that choice, but you'd better win with that choice. And he made that choice and then signed a one-year deal on Monday? It feels like, um, and a few people are, I think, are recognizing this. Because I think the initial reaction, it's kind of funny how this goes. Because when you're on social media, because Twitter's not real life, um, you you see the... Um, you you see you see people start to react and the knee jerk reaction was like well the team didn't accomplish anything well kind of did it got him here for the last year of his deal without paying him the type of money that they were saying that they weren't going to pay um, which was money money they didn't want to pay in twenty four five six correct and they don't they haven't paid that right now yep. and so it really is tough to really consider what he's accomplished here which is unfortunate because. Players take advice from their agents. And it really is one of those things where I, I I try really hard because they're two very different industries, even though they involve representation of people. But I always see similarities with agent stuff to to law legal practice. Because you're representing clients, you're trying to reach deals, there's plea agreements to be made, that kind of stuff. And this feels like someone has in some kind of, I don't know, a family law matter, spent all this money filing temporary motion after temporary motion and then filing, you know, 30-page affidavits and throwing the other party under the bus and doing all these things. And then at the 11th hour right before trial, 
their lawyer's like, oh, you know, I, I guess there's this deal that puts you in the exact same position that you would have been in had you done none of those things, torpedoed none of those relationships, not n- not cost yourself any of that money, and maybe he didn't really want to go through training camp. Fair enough. I've heard Andy Reid's training camps are really tough, but it's hard for me to believe that this, again, we, those incentives are going to be everything, but this feels like a face-saving moment for the Katz brothers, or at least an attempt at one, um, because it's, oh, okay, we didn't get what we want, and we're not holding out until that, you know, that thing that we said we would, because it would have made zero sense to do that. Thanks. And so, hey, how about you give us this, and then we can say it's for more money. And so Schefter will tweet out that it's more money, which, by the way, I'm not hating on Schefter. That's his job. And I think he gets a lot of hate by, at times, people that are upset that he has way more access than everyone else in the world. And sometimes because he's clearly copy-pasting what he's told to do, which that's part of it. That's part of it. Fair enough. But, yeah, we'll have we'll have Schefter tweet this out this exact way. The team will say that it's this great agreement. They'll thank us up and down, and it's a face-saving moment. I'm really curious what the next six to seven months look like in terms of that representation. And because I, I, I've seen so many times deals go down like this that don't really earn you anything, and the only person that it's a line that I've heard judges use a million times in some of these family law cases, it's like the only people that are walking away from this happy are the lawyers because they're $20,000 richer, but none of you are any better off than you would have been had your lawyers sat there and done nothing. So that's kind of the maybe no fun part of it, but there's a fun side too. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. I still have some more things on the unfun side that are really riling me up. Uh, we, could, we, we, we can't actually have that conversation, but in this case... Uh, the lawyers didn't win either. <laughs> I mean, the lawyers, the lawyers still have one client who you've heard of who's on a one year, has one year left on his deal. That part was exactly as true as it was, is it today? As it was yesterday and six months ago. I, that's true. It, I suppose it's not like they're getting an hourly paycheck either. So it's not like they're getting, you know, him signing this, you know, $90 million deal and suddenly, oh, hey, what's this? $3 million in my pocket or whatever it would be. Instead, it is the same size paycheck they might have gotten regardless. I, I personally think, and, and this is not from a Chiefs analyst or Chiefs fan perspective, I personally think this has been not completely catastrophic in a career-altering sense for Jones or his agents, but maybe for his agents. Because I I would, and this is what other agents are going to do. Yes. They are going to call players and say, you want this dude who couldn't get it done with t- a team that's known for paying their guys? Couldn't get it done with them and instead had to take a one-year thing. You know Drew Rosenhaus right now is looking at an looking at an aid. And I don't know he's actually doing this. I'm just saying. I Lee Steinberg is looking at an, at one of his people saying, Give me Chris's number. And I'm gonna call him. <laughs> here's 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 the here's the rudest thing I'd like to say today. Is if Chris Jones is paying attention, he should take this one-year deal and realize that what he has the opportunity to do after signing it that he could fire his agents and then hire new representation to work on a long-term deal next offseason with the Chiefs or somebody else. That That is what there is. Look, man, we I, it feels a little rude, again, to be like, these agents have shown for me from the outside. I've never spoken to either of these two fellas, but it seems to me from here, this is absolute malpractice from two dudes who, who fumbled worse than Jalen Hurts in Super Bowl. Yeah, really unnecessary shot, but I figured people would appreciate it. This this is a great this is a great comment um, from from our colleague, 
Mr. Kent Swanson. Excellent. It's, it sounds like Jones didn't get much of the raise he asked for, but switched to a commission job. Yeah, and congratulations. Because yeah. it, it, it is so beyond me. And again, like I really, I, if I was Chris Jones, I would say, okay, you, you guys had an opportunity to get me a long-term deal done and failed. So, so I'm going to find someone else who has a better chance of getting this done. From from the Chiefs' perspective, very little changes in a negative way here. And, and they get one thing that we didn't mention in the, the side of the positives is that they have one of the best defensive players in the NFL back on their team for the oh. remainder of this season. Oh, which is good. You should get to that. But first, you should tell us uh, some good things about our friends at DraftKings and what they can uh, get with the promo code KCSN. Whenever you're ready to, to speak that good word, you feel free, my friend. You know what? I thought you'd never ask, Josh, because, well, you're going to see me much like a uh, much like a rookie. I'm developing, okay? Week in and week out, you're going to see growth. And so I hope you're ready for that because football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. And who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. I'm going to say that again. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code sign KCSN to sign up. Again, use the code sign KCSN to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions do apply. But more importantly, $5 to get $200. You will not find a deal like that anywhere except, Josh, whenever I say, come to Minnesota and I'll build a fire and we'll sit around it. Is that an equivalent exchange? Sure, I'm down. I'll be there. <laughs> uh, I have one more. I want to land. I want to land one more thought that I was that I was ramping up for earlier, and I, and I forgot about. Now I'm back again. This I is, like, by the way, if you're if you're a new uh, listener viewer of Only Weird Games, uh, maybe you weren't around for Times Ours. I think I think Times Ours had like three kind of main gears, maybe maybe four. Um, but you know, we have like football, nonsense, self-involved, and then like weirdly uh weirdly human in the way that we evaluate everything yeah. this is the weirdly human like i feel i'm mean, just some sort of internal processing to do with all of our closest friends watching us live now <laughs> i uh every once in a while i got to i got to do a little recalibration in terms of like what i think is a good way to criticize people because mm-hmm. by and large a lot of sports analysis is is being a critic but you're being a critic about people's like physical tools Mental right. ability to do things that you wouldn't be able to do if you were in that, you know, had that orange speaker in your ear. And uh, it's it's challenging. Sometimes we're talking about, now for me, I'm ta- finally talking about players younger than me at times. And we're, then we're criticizing Andy Reid, you know, who's a future Hall of Fame coach who still makes some mistakes. So it's it's a delicate balance that I just think about every once in a while from kind of a, a you know, 30,000 foot view of, of what it means to be like a, a good sports analyst, uh, critic, whatever. And I, I, I feel a little bit 
bad being like, hey, I, I think these two people who are not even athletes, I'm not talking about them on the field. I just think they probably deserve what I think has come to them. Point point being with my brand new found disdain for the Cats brothers, which did not exist before this contract negotiation. I have no beef, fellas. But we are talk. We talk about Chris Jones every week and what he did and didn't do. We do that for every quarterback, every offensive lineman, every pass catcher. Kadarius Tony has been getting ripped since Thursday night because he's dropped everything. I wish he would drop his, his Instagram stories. Um, but that kind of stuff happens. It becomes mimetic. It, it drops and jokes about Kadarius Tony. Uh, that that all gets you know that we, we literally have NFL memes for this. Yep. I have to evaluate what I've seen from the Cats brothers who, again, for their client, were seeking a long-term deal to rival Aaron Donald. Chris Jones said days ago he was just asking for a raise, and ultimately he gets what will probably look like some amount of a one-year raise with no additional long-term stability, which is exactly what he needed because this was going to be his last long-term deal when he is still at what is going to be close to his peak. It, it's so baffling to me, and it's and as I've said before, it wasn't just the contract parts so that he wasn't on the field for week one. Now he was on the field for week one. They didn't get multiple years, and his reputation got tanked over the course of an offseason. It just kind of got more and more toxic as it went on. Why, why on earth would I feel uncomfortable criticizing those people? Well, and I also think it's worth noting that with that lack of long-term security, he has chosen for himself the equivalent of the franchise tag over what my understanding was, you know, Something like fifty-five million guaranteed after this year, right. with this year guaranteed as well. With a I'm going to say price. that again because you was such a good point, and then I'm going to say it a second time in my voice. He essentially just signed a franchise tag. Yeah, and over being offered, and again, you know, it was like twenty-seven million per year the next two years, fifty-four million total. But you 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 take that money, and that's fifty-four million dollars that's gone. Here's the thing: when you're an NFL player, even a star. Remember the old adage that people still try to say occasionally, but no one really believes it anymore because it's not true. Is you know, back would matter? Yeah, when when Defense you throw the when you throw the football, like three things can happen, and two of them are bad or something right. like that. Yep. yep, that's up there. Actually, I was pretty close. Yeah, when when an NFL player takes the field with in a contract year, there are multiple things that can happen, and two of them are bad. He can play, especially, especially when you are coming off an elite year, right? You are coming off the best Jones has ever been. Now, I would argue, and I'll argue till I'm blue in the face, that he was surrounded with more help than he's had as a pass rusher since 2018. And there's a reason why the sack numbers went up, even though the win rate was roughly equivalent. Because sack numbers, they ebb and flow with help around you. I think he's going to have a lot of help this year, maybe even the best help he's had. I'm excited to talk about that, the football side of things. But when you take the field on a one-year deal, after such an incredible year, three things can happen. I'm sure there's more people will correct me on this, and two of them are bad. You can play great, just as great, in a way that convinces people that even though you'll be 30 next year, you're still worth the same amount of money when you were 29. And in the NFL world, 29 versus 30. Everyone, thank you for worrying about Nate. He took a phone call. I swear he's good. Uh, <laughs> as far as we know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah you know what? That's a fair point. Agent. I'm not God. I don't know. I'm not omniscient. I think he's okay. He was fine oh. when he left the, when he left the Zoom. Or he whatever. was. He was fine. He was um, you know, whether the Katz brothers, you know, grabbed him and dragged him out of his house, who's to say? <laughs> um, so, be at my door. So I've been you, way more mean. 
you can be just as great as you were the year before. Or, more likely, you can play worse or you can get hurt. And those are things that can happen when you sign up for a one-year deal. And that's what Jones has essentially said. He's placing a bet on himself, and some guys have, have done really well with that. You know, Kirk Cousins has done incredible with that. Um, but it's hard to stay as healthy as Jones has been, and it's hard to play as well as he did last year. The only way this works out in Jones's favor is if he's every bit as good as he was last year, maybe even a little better. And even then, it's hard to get $54 million guaranteed. That's really hard to do. The offer, and there's a reason the Chiefs let that offer get out into the ether. Because they wanted people to know, hey, we are not, you know, we're, we're not shortchanging the guy. We're offering him a buttload of money. And so maybe it works out for him. But if it does, it won't be because of anything his agents did for him. It will be because of what he did on the field. Nothing that's been done here in terms of in terms of the 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 contract, you know, finagling and posturing. None of that has helped him. The only thing that will help Chris Jones here is Chris Jones, and he was already doing that for himself. I could have gotten Chris Jones $54 million guaranteed. I could have done that. Oh, Nate's laughing. I think it's Nate's Mike. back. You got visuals. On Nate's Nate. back. Alive, I've got okay. visual on Nate. He's fine. No, he's <laughs> right. He's right. I told no, you that I'm holding. Seth, you're right. You've done that. You're I right. Could have gotten him that offer. We all and could have printed up right? Williams's deal right. and added a dollar to it. We all could have done that, and it all would have been better. You sound like that slick young man at the combine. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me just tell you, I could have gotten that offer from the Kansas City Chiefs. 100%. Because you know what I would have done? I would have called someone who knows what they're doing in the industry and said, hey, what's Brent Veach's number? <laughs> but I just, that all of this that's been offered so far, that is Chris Jones has done it with an elite caliber level play. And now, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And hopefully, and this is the human side of things. And hopefully he's just as good as he was. Because if he even takes a 10% downturn, you know what you're going to be hearing from people well, it was that that one year bump? Are you gonna buy? Are you gonna buy the on, on the? Uh, are you gonna buy on the the bump, or are you gonna look at the normal? And that's gonna be problematic for him. I hope that he just crushes it and just makes this as hard on the Chiefs as humanly possible for next offseason, because that means he completely crushed it. But I also hope he takes a long, hard look at okay, what moved the needle here for me? And that's I have said this. And this is where I feel in terms of representing people and being on the other side of negotiations. I mean, I, I resolved I resolved a felony domestic assault half an hour ago or an hour ago. It's so, I mean, it's years. not like I don't know anything about tough negotiations, okay? And that's people's lives, not money. Although, let's face it, people negotiate harder about money. Let's be real. But I have said to people that hired some, you know, whatever thousand dollar attorney to plead them on a misdemeanor DWI. I have said on the record, Your Honor, I would have offered him this and he just called me. Not paid this jack wagon 10 grand to file a bunch of frivolous motions. I've said that. And I feel like that's what that's what happened here. That's the not fun stuff, but there are some really fun things. Some really fun things. I just want you to be, please have fun and be excited, Seth. Nate, you're not going to believe this, but for the entirety 
of the time that you were gone and uh, getting all of the details of the contract for us, which I'm sure is going to report live here now. Um, we never actually got to the fun stuff. I just complained about the Cats brothers and then Seth also was uh, smart and lawyerly. And, and now we're back here again. Uh, but I Seth, I, I really, really do. We, I, we teased it 10 minutes ago. I want to know what you think is fun about the stuff that is now fun. I also think it's kind of indicative of how all of this is, has gone. That it took us, and it's going to take everybody, a little bit of time to get some of the bitter taste of these last couple of months with Chris Jones out of their mouth before they can fully enjoy what it's going to mean for the defense. But what is it going to mean for the defense? Oh, all right. Let me just say it's one game. We'll see. Mike Dana looks like he took another little step forward. And that was with... That was with protection sliding towards him. Because all due respect to Turk Wharton, the Lions were not sliding towards Turk Wharton. They were sliding towards Mike Dana. And he still found the one one-on-one he got. He's like, oh, you need me to get a sack on third down? I will do that. And one of the reasons he got that sack on third down is because there was a little bit of complimentary pressure there, help, some help with Karloftis. I, I can't tell whether George Karloftis took a step forward or not. He's more of a complimentary rusher guy. But you know who might have some juice? It is an incredibly small sample size, and he is young, 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 young. He's still slow off the snap count this game. It's going too fast for him. But Felix, I think he might have a little juice. And Charles Amenehu 100% has juice from the interior. He is, Amenehu is the best interior pass rusher Jones has ever been paired with. Mm. Ever. And there is a chance, you know, as the rookie gains a little bit of game experience, Karloftis and Dana continue their development. There's a chance that this back stretch of the Chiefs pass rush could be real good. Like real, real, real good. And that's the fun side of it is you get to watch one of the 10 best players in the NFL put on a Chiefs uniform. And you know who's you know who's less happy about all this than you and me? Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Probably. He is less happy than I am, or than you are, because he's like, man, he couldn't have waited for one more week. He couldn't have really, just... He could have proved something else for one, one more week, for sure, certainly. Yeah, I kind of like that view, by the way, when you, like, wharf us. That was awesome. Me too. That was my um, favorite view we've had. So, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, and just looking at the pass rush, they clearly needed Jones. They They do. You could tell they were missing, you know, the guy. But even if you just throw Jones back into the current rotation, I think they might do all right. I think they might do more than a little all right. And then you throw Amenahu in that. And let me just say, I see uh, someone quoted, you know, we'll see about Amenahu calling Saunders ball in the second half of the playoff run. If you turn on Amenahu's tape from last year and Saunders' tape from last year, Amenahu was 200% better a pass rusher from the interior. Now, will he do that in Kansas City? We'll see. But he was much, like Saunders was a solid pass rusher from the interior last year. A good complimentary piece. Omenahu was a dude rushing from the interior last year. And you know we need dudes in the pass rush. <laughs> we don't need guys. We need dudes. dudes. I mean dudes. And that's exciting. We get to watch like, Chris Jones play. Somebody could clip that for us, please. I'd really like yeah. to see the clip of the day. Just Seth yelling, I need dudes. <laughs> so... We so here, dudes. Here's what I'm gonna look at. Um, that's really interesting, and I have not gotten the details, guys. I'm trying. It's it's not. Man, they gonna they gonna make us wait all night. Uh, but keep in mind and look at this real quick, guys. 
so weird because uh, usually when agents are really proud of a deal, they leak those numbers out like right away. Yeah, those numbers come out with the news of the deal. And I can't help but notice there are no, um, I see a bunch of little uh, letter looking things in Schefter's tweet, but I don't see any uh, other symbols that indicate levels. Look, guys, uh, as I've, this is what I can tell you that I've reported earlier, and then I'm going to add something on top of it. Uh, all right. Now, now look, he's going to be in uniform Sunday. That's the first thing. That's the, that's the big thing for this. He's going to be on the field Sunday, unless something unforeseen happens. Second is, and this is what I've come to understand from, from the Cats brothers is that, um, he has incentives to earn the large raise that he wanted when the negotiation started. And so, Here's what you're going to look for, guys. And here's what I'm going to look for as Josh cries. Um, is it more, is it possible that Chris Jones could make upwards to 28 to 29 million this season? Because, of course, as Seth said earlier, um, what they offered was two years of guaranteed money. You walk in the door, you're going to touch every penny of that, that the U.S. government does not tax you. Um, of twenty-seven and a half million dollars for twenty twenty-four and twenty twenty-five. If Chris has a season that is similar or in fact better than last season, could he make roughly twenty-eight, twenty-nine, maybe even thirty million dollars through incentives? But of course he has to hit he has to sort of full sweep those. Um and so that is what I'm telling our audience to look at when the numbers do come based on how it's, you know, there's usually a bullet points where it's like, Hey, double digit sacks or 15 sacks, which is obviously what he had last year time on the field. As we talked about earlier, defensive player of the year, if that occurs, um, there might be something else. Juju had I- team incentives, but the chiefs won the super bowl last year. So everything all the way through that would be likely to be earned. Is that right? Perhaps. Okay. Um, now, the, now, now the Chiefs have always loved that part of the incentives because it, 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 it ingratiates yourself to your teammates, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that you are going to do everything you can to help win, not just pad your stats or chase stats. You know, what the Chiefs don't want Chris to do is sort of chase the numbers, chase the amount of sacks. The issue with all this, though, is um, that's where the real compromise comes to which I think is why the numbers haven't necessarily come out yet. But I've asked, I've double-checked. Um, Chris thinks that he can beat the system, which means I can have such a season with these incentives that I can get close to what I asked for at the beginning. Now, if you want to take the report that Florio put out there, that is up to you and your discretion. I don't know if he can earn $32 million through these incentives. If that were the case, as you said, Josh, we would probably know that by now. So what I'm asking and what I'm waiting to hear or waiting to see with my own eyes is, can he earn real money through the incentives that is more than $27.5 million this season? And just, just as a point of clarification, mm-hmm. definitely definitely cannot through these incentives earn what he was actually asking for at the beginning 
because what he was asking for at the beginning if this was is a true, long-term deal, correct? If this, if this is true. Now, Chris has said that that is... I believe that to be the case, yes. Hey, look, and if the Cats Bros want to come out and say all we ever wanted was a single-year raise with some incentives and that stuff, is, that and I'd love to hear that. I'd but love that to is, hear that. But that doesn't new. But to Seth's point, that wouldn't make that wouldn't make sense to your client. Wouldn't make any sense. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying yeah. is what he what he cannot earn through incentives is a long term deal with guaranteed money before he steps on the football field again. Because that was part of it. It was guaranteed money before you have to step on a football field again. And that this whole year might be guaranteed, that base salary and all that plus the incentives. But it's it is it is a step backwards in term of in terms of years. And it's also worth noting that no matter what amount the contract is set for, you got to subtract what? 2.5 mil from it? 3 mil? Three, three and a half. Three and a half mil. So even if he somehow went out and earned, let's say 30 mil somehow, like, I mean, like we're talking, this is you, you flopped a royal flush. Yeah. Like you... Like, you just, you did it. And, man, wouldn't that be cool to watch a season like that unfold? 20 sacks, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP in the Super Bowl. Just, can you imagine what you would have to do to the other team to win Super Bowl MVP when you're teammates with Patrick Mahomes? Like, the things that man would have to do. And so, hey, I'm all here for it because that would be incredible. Because let me tell you, if Chris Chris Jones earns all that, Chiefs are probably back-to-back champs. Like, that'd be incredible. But even then, it's not three million, thirty million. It's twenty six and a half million. And and again, you can't, you can't, you can't only utilize sunk cost when you're making decisions. I get that, but it's also like I didn't have to do this. Like this was so unnecessary. So I, but I'm just, I'm choosing to not focus on that. One of my best gifts of the internet ever, and this is what we all do it, y'all. I want us all to do it together. Is that Monte Ellis on media day with the Golden State Warriors where my man wanted to type a message to the fans. And Monte Ellis was so caught up in the air that he was just like. <laughs> I mean, I want to type, but I'm kind of waiting on the numbers. So <laughs> you tell me. What would he got? Because I mean, guys, franchise tag, no franchise tag. I mean, I'm gonna find it real quick and put it on, put it on my Twitter account. But like, come on, Thomas, you gotta know who Montellus is. He's one of the greatest mini guards of NBA history. Who was I? Who who was a volume shooter? Remember, kids, there used to be volume shooters before Steph Curry. And there's oh. a big, there's a big difference. There sure are. Big difference. Remember, Monty Ellis was like, I know the hell this 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 Steph Curry kid ain't taking my job. Three, three years later. <laughs> Good team. And Monty Ellis was like an all-star level player. So Monty Ellis was like a dude. Um but no, man, I'm just I'm just rubbing my hands, waiting to type, waiting to type something. But I just And those hands were they were made for typing. Where I'm just I'm just waiting on it. You know, Miles Garrett is like, I know what I'm making. You know, Nick Boss is like, hey, I done set I done set the bar. Come get me. Um 
Aaron Donald's like, they gave me all this money. I might as well go earn it. <laughs> I mean, look, look, man, look. The man was in the suites. All right, he was in the suite, and he got his little, he got his spotlight. I heard he was very nice to people in the suites. That's what I heard. I heard he was a gentleman. I heard he was supportive as best he could. I heard that people said, you coming back? And he was like, I'm, I'm just wait, just wait. Now we, now, you know that he's back as for next season. Child. I don't know where this gonna go. If I thought, if I thought the, I thought, if I thought Orlando Brown Jr. was betting on himself, what in the world is this? I've been waiting for somebody else to bring up his name because Orlando Brown Jr. had to call the Bengals, guys. He had to call the Bengals. The Bengals didn't call him. He called the Bengals. That's where he was. So anytime you take a risk without the ability to earn close to what you wanted or what you wanted or what you felt you deserve. You always hope that the player stays healthy and that the player succeeds. But yeah, they have a rotation now of five guys that matter. Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, Tershawn Wharton, um, Keandre Col- uh, Colbert, Colbert, mm-hmm. Keandre Colbert, who has some nice snaps. Uh, and now Neil Farrell, who will also be in uniform Sunday. I know somebody put on the chat, what does this mean for Neil Farrell? It just means, hey, man, let's see you learn the playbook and let's see you do well in October. You know, just be a body, eat up space. I mean, I don't think Christian is going to have to call people. But he might not be in uniform next season, guys. And we all, we, we all need to understand that that is... That is on the table now. Yep. Uh, and I know that hurts, Seth. I know it hurts for me to, to for me to say it for you to hear it. But Chris Jones might not be on the team next season. Even though this man looked at all of us and said, I want to play and be a chief for life, he kind of put himself in this predicament to where he might not be on the team next season. Yeah. No, I I want lots of things. You know? Those uh those those that is the very not that's the very not fun side of it is that it creates a scenario in which it's tough to picture a clear path forward with where all the parties are currently at and that's where i i i do think depending on how this season goes i i i do see you know there's at least a potential now would the chiefs tag him and trade him i mean business wise that might make the most sense depending on where you're at with everything else but it that is a bummer because he was a guy that I think should be a, already a guaranteed Ring of Honor guy. I think if you are one of the three most important players, and by being a big part of the second Super Bowl win, even though Tyreek Hill was more important to the first Super Bowl win, mm-hmm. I think you you pass him. This wasn't the Mahomes Kelsey Hill era. This has been the Mahomes Kelsey Jones era. Cause Jones was because Jones was drafted just like Travis, just like Patrick. Yep. And it, and it just 
he's been around just a little bit longer, and he stayed around a little bit longer. And I think being the third most important player in the greatest stretch in franchise history, I think that I think that makes you Ring of Honor material. Yeah, for sure. But it's a bummer the idea that he might finish out elsewhere. So I am going to be spending the rest of this year when it comes to Jones trying to really live in the moment and really enjoying those moments because he really is a great, 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 unique player. And he's so much fun to watch play. And I cannot seri- I cannot wait to see what him and Amenahu especially do next to each other because I think they are going to do some terrible... I think Spag's entire life will be dedicated to... Guys, we got to get third and long. We got to get the third and six plus. <laughs> and we are going to hurt people because a man who he is not a guy that you can you can leave one on one. You cannot do it. I'm just excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And my advice to Chiefs fans would be to enjoy it because sports are very temporal. And then we, you know, everything. Patrick Mahomes has been around. This is year seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Time was when we thought like a long quarterback career was 15 years. And you can't always assume everyone's Tom Brady. Now, I think Mahomes wants to be. So I I, I think he's going to play for as long as he can. But like, you can't assume a dude's going to play until he's 40. These things are temporary. Try to enjoy them. But man. Can I, can I, can I ask a question, Josh? Oh, sure. Let's go through the exercise real quick, all right? Because somebody said this. Okay. Multiple people have said this. I'm going to shout out to Shane Falco here. Um, just legendary name. Um, <laughs> people have said, all right, you franchise tag him, you trade him. Fair point, sir. Fair point, ma'am. Who trading for Chris Jones next year? Let's physically, to end the show, let's physically go through it. Because the Rams are. They got Aaron Donald. Jets are. They got Quentin Williams. Titans got Jeffrey Simmons. Commanders got Darren Payne. Deron Payne, excuse me. Giants got Dex Lawrence and Leonard Williams. <laughs> Gross. Um, that Giants defense must be great. And the 49ers just gave a lot of money to Javon Hargrave. Colts yep. have the floor. They don't any more money to their defensive line anyway. The, you would think uh, the Colts had the Colts have divorced Wagner, who played well yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and he comes to free to see in twenty twenty five. Commanders got Jonathan Adam. How about Via Vey? I'm sorry, he's still eating the middle of the field. Kenny Clark is young. He's he's kind of in the same range as Chris Jones. He's actually a year younger than Chris Jones. Uh, Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver becomes a free agent in twenty twenty. Or you could just cut them and see what happens. But the Bills, would the Bills trade for Christian? Yeah. Well, and salary cap wise, there's only so many teams who even could. That's right. I thought you were going to go first, Nate. I thought you were going to go to the money. I'm and just, that's I'm just going through the teams. Just Steelers, right. maybe the Steelers, because you would think Cameron Hayward. Uh, he'll he'll you know he's towards the end of his career. You would assume he's 34, going on 35. Maybe the Vikings don't have any money. They don't. They don't have any money, kids. Uh. I know a lot of people will say, well, you could just trade them to the Bears. I'm sorry. The Bears will have a top 10 pick this season. 
Right. And they just tried to salvage the offensive line, which means Ryan Pohl should probably go defensive line next season. Well, this is, I think it makes a lot of sense when you look at it team by team. Because you've got certain, like... The Dolphins have no money next year. No money. None. Right. And there's there's lots of teams that are in that position where you've got to find a team because Chris Jones isn't 25, right? So it's different than trying to trade a guy who's in the final year of his rookie deal because then you could add him to a team that, you know... You could say a team that thinks it's a year away from contending or two years. They are, they, they are called the Detroit Lions. And that would be teams like, you need a team that thinks it's on the cusp. All right. But hold on also now. has we need, another, we need another team, guys. We need another team. We need no. like that, that's, the, that's the combination of teams you need, of things you need, though. You need a team that's on the cusp, that also has cap space, I don't think and does really not already have a very good three tech. I mean, that's so, so it's not like you just say, we'll just trade him, right? Because he makes sense. And then the year that because of his age, he only makes sense to a certain subset of teams. Yeah. The Panthers Panthers are too far away. I know somebody mentioned the Panthers. Panthers not looking too hot. It just depends on how teams do this year. It's a weird league, but it's that, that list. I think your point overall with this summing up well, People think that there's a list of 31 there's teams that are really an option. There's, there's really maybe a list of of 10 that you can even get in the door. I don't even, right now, I don't even think there's 10, Seth. I think you're looking at close to like five to six. Right. That's why bidding wars are rare. Because yeah. if you can get two teams interested, you are cooking with gas. Like two teams really interested. So that that's where it's complicated. And all this leads us to our point that we've talked about several times, which is, if you thought the market was going to jump, if Simmons got paid, Williams got paid, Hargrave got paid, this was the year for Chris to, to earn his money. And unfortunately, it didn't happen. Because once you sign those guys and you have a wave of new talent and draft picks coming through next year, you have to tell me who was who a top, like no top 10 team, no top 15 team is going to give up their first round pick to Chris Jones. So you're likely looking at low first round again a team that thinks they're on the cusp maybe Detroit or you're giving up a second round pick and who knows where that team is I mean does Chris Jones want to play for the Texans next year if he gets franchise tagged and traded are the Texans I mean the Texans will have a lot of money are they willing to give that up who like is CJ Stroud gonna be good I don't know I mean like Who's going to be the quarterback of the Patriots next year? The Patriots, according to over the cap, have the most salary cap space for 2024. I can't tell you who's their quarterback next year. I also can tell you who their head coach currently is, and I don't think he's made a big habit of trading for 30-year-olds, just, just historically speaking. It's it's not going to be simple. It's not I a great list, it, guys. It's you, not a big list. You're I not going to want... get the same return that you would have gotten this year. This year but, it yeah. makes, but it makes sense to say, hey – Let's let's get let's get another Super Bowl ring. Maybe leave the window open and negotiate a little more. See in case something happens. But I, I do think you prepare for life without Chris Jones. And then the team. I do think a, a tag and trade or at least trying makes sense. But I do think it's not going to be as hard um, like as crazy market. It depends on what he does, right? If right. he goes off again this year, there's always going to be a market for incredible pass rushers. Always. But are you going to get, you know, 
two firsts and a third for him. No. You might get, if he has an incredible year, you might get a first rounder for him. That's a big deal. But even still, I just, I don't know. I don't know if a team's willing to do that over a a controlled player through five years on a rookie deal. I just don't know. And, and, and what does that team think it's going to have to pay Chris Jones? Because, right. Because that's on, 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 on a little his leverage. Yeah, on yes. his arrival. Yes. Because right. his camp will re- retain a little leverage there where they can say, hey, we're, we don't want to sign with the Texans, which, by the way, if they if they dare, I digress. We don't want to. We don't want to sign with the Texans. We're not gonna. We, we're not gonna take this deal. Or, all right, Houston. Yeah, we're, we'll we'll show up there for you got some extra picks. Um, the deal is gonna be this for this many years. Whatever the Texans go. Oh, sorry, no, that's not. We're not gonna give you that deal and these draft picks. We'll take a player with a bunch of years on a rookie contract that we'll just develop ourselves. I mean. I think there's an argument to be made that Chris Jones is the most valuable to the Kansas City Chiefs. And oh, under pay, that, if they if, didn't pay him what the what they were asking for. And here's and this leads me this is this is uh this is podcast goal, ladies and gentlemen. Josh has sent us right to my last point, which is you call if you're the Chiefs and he's having a good year. Hey man, you said you wanted to be here for life, baby. Over the cap projects that the salary cap next year is going to be two hundred and $56 million, and no one can offer what we can offer you right now. Mm. In in December, in January, in February, and in March, no team can offer you what we can offer you this season moving forward. If you are if you are balling out on December 15th, call your agents and tell them no one will beat our offer. We want to keep you. You are proven yet again that you are a core member of the trio that is leading us to perhaps another number one seat, perhaps another AFC championship game, perhaps another appearance in the Super Bowl. Who knows? But if over the cap saying it's going to be 256 next season and Clark Hunt knows what the actual number is going to be, and look, over the cap says we are one of the top 10 teams with cap space. So, hey, how does 29 million sound? And look, you know what, for you, We'll guarantee it next year and the year after that. But you know what? We're going to add two more years on top of it. So we'll give you a new four-year deal with two years of real money. And look, the commanders aren't going to call you. The Patriots are not going to do it. You want to play on the Lions? Come on, Chris. Right. Well, and that's just it. You're not the teams that are perennial Super Bowl contenders. You know, like, well, for one thing, they're not a team that, the Chiefs would trade with, you know, like let's say, let's say the Bengals somehow had cap space and they don't, um, you know, and they've got DJ Reader, like they've got, you know what I the mean? The Bengals, the Bengals issue is, what are you doing with Jamar Chase? What are you doing with T. Higgins? Yeah, like their cap space is kind of tied to the idea that like Jamar Chase is gonna make so much money, so much money. When that that really is it. You look at the list of NFL teams, and you can cut twenty of them off the realm of possibilities almost walking in the door and like like no not not even almost you can just walking in the door and then you can trim another four or five at least saying this is super unlikely so i i like that idea the chiefs have the most to offer there there's where else in the league will they be able to say hey we will offer you 28 million a year guaranteed for the next two years and we'll guarantee the whole thing Plus, you don't have to move. Plus, you let's face it, moving sucks, guys. Moving's the oh, worst. The worst. Uh, plus, 
you get it probably stay... sucks just as bad when you have like twenty five million dollars salaries to hire. Yeah, I'm sure it's the same thing. But no, plus <laughs> I was just you, that. I was like, you it's a little easier for you. you get the first time that I paid someone to help me move was a total game changer, and it was like a couple hundred bucks. I was like, oh, this is great, moving from an apartment. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Seth. You're making a really you know how it is. You don't know where the nice stuff is. Where, what's the best pizza in the neighborhood? Well, who makes the best burger? I don't want to figure that out. I want to go. Where everybody knows my name. Actually, in my yeah. town, that's not a that's not a good thing in my town <laughs> when you prosecute domestics and child protection. It's like you, you know, like you. Like, anyway, do you watch only weird games? Yeah, it is me. It's you would take yeah. a picture. Yeah, yo, know, yeah. But anyway, I just I made that's a really really good point. The best, the best thing, and I, man, we're well over again. Tucker, we should, are, I'm just gonna plug with the things you guys wrote that I love this week, and we'll talk about it on Friday or Thursday. That sounds awesome. Thursday, Thursday. 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 How about we do Thursday this week? We've been and doing every other week. Yes, we're we're back to Monday Thursdays, everybody. Monday Thursday. Yeah. Did you have a point to finish? I, I feel like I interrupted some. Oh, I just wanted to say Nate made an incredible point there that really the Chiefs. And Chris Jones make the most sense together. Not just from a, hey, I'm a fan and I want to see it, but really from a business and legacy. And you you think that commercial that Jones was in, that that national commercial for the first time we've seen Chris Jones in a national commercial that happened to have Patrick Mahomes in it? You cannot convince me, the most intentional man in the league, Patrick Mahomes, that that was an accident. Which one are you talking about? The I was trying to make a point. The The... The, the the TV one. It wasn't yes. direct TV one? Was it direct TV? It was Mahomes in a direct... Uh, he and Kelsey were in that one. Is there a Mahomes... I haven't seen a Mahomes direct TV commercial. Maybe it was a Kelsey. Kelsey. You're right. Kelsey. So, okay. Okay, okay. You, you have a place... Man, I just undercut my whole point. Now I'm kidding. Sorry. Well, but, you have, <laughs> but you have a place where you have opportunities that you don't necessarily have elsewhere. Because yes. these... These levels, they don't exist elsewhere in a realistic way. The Eagles can't. The, 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 when you're talking the top echelon of, of teams, echelon, 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 let's do, think. is it echelon? It's echelon. echelon. It's like an echelon. echelon. It's when you go, when you draw for hours and hours on end. That's echelon. Echelon. So I said it correctly the first time? That can't be right, guys. No, I think you said the second time. All right. So you have those top tier teams. That's much easier. Um, <laughs> you the, the Chiefs can pay him. None of the rest of them can. Unless you get surprised by someone. And so it makes the most sense, for the love of God, use this time that you've bought and get a plea agreement done. Just make it happen. This time, maybe get maybe get a, a set of triplets to represent you. Maybe maybe they'll get you a deal for a year and a half. Look, anyway, look, the Cats brothers are playing the long game, guys. The long game. Sure seems like it. Um, there are two great things that each of these guys wrote uh, over these last couple of days that we were going to talk about so much today. Seth, I'm not just blowing smoke here an hour and 15 minutes into this episode of Only Weird Contracts, but your breakdown of the pass catchers uh, between the, in the Chiefs game and the against the Lions was legitimately, like, it's slightly different format, a little different approach for you. I loved it. One of my favorite things you've written recently, at least, I, I don't want to put it up against, you know, the entire uh, archives of the Chief of the North newsletter, but I really think it's super valuable, super interesting, and something we spent zero seconds talking about today because Chris Jones signed a one-year deal 15 minutes before we started this podcast. Um, so that's up at mnchiefsfan.substack.com. You can check it out there. And 
Nate put his columnist hat on, which always makes me happy. Because <laughs> Nate, even even when you're like, you know what, you know what's finally time. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna write about this quarterback sneak. Man, this thing is. It, this is a downright punchy column that I just thought, as somebody who sometimes enjoys columns just for the artistry, I thought it was excellent. Nate, I was. I'm a big fan, really, of what both of you guys wrote. Um, and I'd tell you when, when you guys write something that stinks. Seth does it more often, but it's still not terribly frequent. You're not wrong. So check <laughs> look, that out. Look, look man, hands, the athletic sets in the achievement of newsletter. These hands aren't always perfectly typing things out. So it, hap- <laughs> it happens, guys. You know, it happens. Go sometimes check those gotta, things out. Sometimes you got to look your editor in the eye and go, that's me. That's me. That's me. That's on me. There's, you guys have both done some really good stuff that has been completely uh, jaw unhinging and consumed by Chris Jones' uh, contract stuff. Uh, plus, I think the lab's going to talk about this and more of the receivers later on tonight. And if you're watching us live, uh, make sure you subscribe to the KCSN Chiefs podcast feed, which is where you can get all of this from all of us. You may be listening to it on that feed, and if so, thanks for already doing that. Uh, otherwise, we'll be live to talk to you again on the KCSN socials and then eventually your podcast feed at 4.30 on Thursday. Nate, unless you're going to take another phone call, I think it's time for you to get us out of here. Uh, Tucker asks a great question here. Do the Chiefs need a corresponding roster move for this? Yes. Uh, my understanding is they do need to make a roster move, so that will happen either tomorrow or before Wednesday's practice. So keep in mind that, of that as well. Lastly, guys, look. You know, um, you know, Chris. All right, guys, let, let's 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 take a deep breath here. Chris Jones has Chris Jones's locker in the Chiefs training facility is in the corner. You've seen it, Josh. Um, Neil Farrell is his new locker room meet i guess uh it used to be frank clark now it's neil farrell so it's it's telling you what the team is hey neil learn from this guy you might only have 16 games who knows but neil he's coming coming neil i'm gonna let you know how how it works kids usually the team says hey coach is gonna talk then you can go into the locker room on Wednesday, September 13th, I will respectfully listen to coach and sprint for the corner of the locker room because the amount of reporters, the amount of cameras, oh, it's going to be excellent. It's going to be goals. Because the man gave us a, a, a sensational seven-minute press conference in front of Ronald McDonald House. So what's he going to do in front of his locker Wednesday when maybe, maybe, maybe we know what the contract numbers are? I love my job. <laughs>